Welcome to Look Who's Talking, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Allen ain't taking it no more. We'll see you in London. Too much talk about line value? Remember, who's going to win at recess? And the demise of the Cincinnati Bengals has been written too early. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the yeah! Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, or welcome to Look Who's Talking NFL, your favorite NFL gambling podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at Huck Media. Go to huckmedia.ca or follow them on Instagram at Huck Media. All of our shows, 153 of them, produced by the wonderful people at Huck Media and our mustache-twisting, flyboard, bungee-jumping, titan fan of a buddy, Huck Daddy. As well, joined by one of the most prestigious Hotel, motel locations in the Niagara region from the Niagara expert himself, our very own weird Mike, my line mate in grade 10 hockey, the only guy who scored a game winning goal in the ROPS of final and everyone went and celebrated with somebody else. <laughs> uh, we are Bills fans for life. Uh, Giants fans, ate me because of my dad, weird Mike because he just likes the Giants, always believes in Eli always and huck daddy if you don't like our picks he's always going with the titans uh we got some sweet contests running thanks for everyone participating uh we got touchdown survivor brought to you by storyteller beverages we got three people left in touchdown survivor andrew bedford our boy agent james duhamel if you're looking for real estate call our buddy agent james duhamel on instagram also my boy brayley p.o uh from muskoka and turtle jack's family Three guys left fighting for a bunch of cases of storyteller beer. We also got our look who's talking pick six brought to you by team LTD providing over a thousand bucks surprises this year for, to our top three finishers. Uh, we'll get into the standings a little bit later on, but the boys are picking. Well, look who's talkers. we got some sharp, sharp people listening to this podcast. We appreciate every single one of you. Our boys are going to London across the pond. We're going to go with them. It sounds like how's everybody doing today. I'm live. From the West Coast, freshly, literally freshly arrived about six hours in in Kamloops. Huck Daddy's in his new Casa, downtown Toronto, and Weird Mike's reporting live from some bed that probably somebody barned on in Niagara, taking time out of his busy work day uh, to join us for Look Who's Talking, episode 153. Fired up, not even at the middle of the season yet. It's like December 7th. How you doing, Weird Mike? Holy fuck, Hugh. I've been waiting seven minutes to tell the people this bed I can't even sit because it's still fucking wet. We're three minutes in. Jesus, Murphy. You put the reins on me here, man. We're on a tight window, ready to roll, feisty, loud dog, barking, toss it back. And then you know what, Hugh? Just like the third line in grade 10, like you said, I will toss it right back. Or Do not put me in a corner. Ah, yeah, yeah. Let's you'll shoot go, it from, baby. Sometimes you'll shoot it from the corner. And we had a guy open in front of the net. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. And I will take it coming back full circle, okay? <laughs> Speaking of circles of come, I think this bed is just one giant one of those. So, so I'll be standing the whole episode. We've all seen and felt those beds. Um, but like I said, the clash of egos today has uh as was worked something in me and it's like even on tour i've been like you know what i mean <laughs> been crossing over back and forth 153 season seven we survived hugh picks are doing great 
the weird picks ain't doing so well, but you all know more than anybody that it's all ebbs and flows. Four weeks on, four weeks off. I'm four and eight. Hugh's much better and doesn't want to wrestle back the T block. But uh, do it well. Hold down the show. And like I said, those Titans. How about that outline, eh, Huckster? How about that Titans outline? Who day? Who fucking cares? Is what I should say. Howie, yeah, the, the, the Titans hurt me. I can't pick Titans games this year. I'm on the wrong side of almost all of them. Well, your boys got me this week. Your boys got me this week. I went four and two last week. I'm 15, eight and one on our official podcast. Hugh picks uh, 15, eight and one. And yeah, four and two last week. Lost on the Bengals. Got a little lucky on the Ravens with uh, with, our, with Deshaun not starting. But uh, that's the way she goes sometimes. Sometimes you're on the right side of that. Sometimes you're wrong, wrong side of that. You said demise of the Bengals. That was one of your leads, eh? Yes. So I, I agree with the lead. But I don't agree with how they got here. This is the quarter poll right now. Everybody four games in. It's not early. It's not late. It's just it's just the middle of the season. Not even and yet. the Bengals would be one and three without have starting Joe Burrow. Even one game, most likely, would have attacked a different game differently and squeezed out a win like every shitty team does in the first four weeks of the year, right? Everybody's on the board. So... For me, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they put Joe Burrow after signing him to a quarter bill to put him in there. He's still limping. They're running like some Marshall pop gun offense, like one step and bounce because he can't put any weight. Anyway, real disappointed with the way the Bengals, who should be one in three regardless of who's at QB. And now, you know, they're they're one one play away from a, a written off season. It's not there yet. Like you said, it's not, it, it's brewing Hugh. I'm they're, on the other yeah, side. It's brewing. They're one in three. And I've read reading reports on sports illustrated. Like they should just rest burrow for the year, get a, a high draft pick and call in the year. It's week five in a 17 game season. And they are in a division that ever where everybody's going to be seven and six or six and seven in a couple weeks. All right. Okay. The Brown, like none, none of this, no, no one in this division is just rolling through. The Ravens are hurt. They got a tough sked. Pittsburgh's got a great defense and, and, and no offense. Uh, and the, you know, the Browns got some injuries with Deshaun. It's, it's a crap shoot. All right. So okay. I, I, they get a win against Arizona this week. They're two and three and they're right in the thick of things, at least in their division. That's all that matters. Okay. So, well, yes, just writing just off. Saw- the, you just saw Huck's Titans steamroll him on the ground. Yep. Henry, 130 yards. The backup got 48 yards, almost 50 yards too. Yeah. So let's call it 200 yards on the ground. What if the Terminator, James Conner, goes and hangs a 200 on these Bengals who are clearly dispirited? You're right, not dead, but dispirited. And now they go into an inferior opponent. What if the Cardinals beat him? Then... Do you say all these things? You're right. The demise is, is is one to two weeks too early. I agree, Jeff. Yes. But that's that's what we bet on. It's a gambling but show, right? Are you saying the demise? I'm asking you now. Yep. Cardinals beat Bengals. Demise, no demise. Pack it in. Don't pack it. You're wrong on the on the AFC North. There's going to be some separation. Pittsburgh is ass, bro. Ass. You got 
They're going to win this the week. The Browns, who are the most injured team now at the star position. Yep. And the Ravens, you know, just going to handle their business. They're, they're not going to win 12, 13 games, but they're going to hold their serve. I, I think the division is, is low-key hot garbage. You know what? I, I, it's just in the middle. It's like a, none of the teams are bad. None of the teams are elite. So you got this middle division. Watch. Pittsburgh is going to beat the Ravens. Okay. As a dog at home. This is a Mike Tomlin game. I'm all over it. I haven't picked the Steelers in two weeks since they beat the Raiders. All right. Uh, but this is a Mike Tomlin game. All right. This is Lamar Jackson with a depleted Ravens roster. Sure. They, they had a good week last week. I'm not saying the Pittsburgh's going to smash them because they don't have the offense to smash anybody, but plus four at home. So let's say Steelers win. They're three and two. Ravens are three and two. Okay. Then Bengals win. They're two and three. Browns are two and three or three and two. It's all, it's, it's all in the middle. It's so yes, the middle. if they lose against the Cardinals, sure. But the whole point here is, is that the demise of the Bengals and yes, and I'm, I like, I like the way Arizona's playing. I like the way Josh Dobbs is playing. Okay. And if this spread was seven, I ain't touching it. But last week, they're 14 and a half point underdogs against the Niners. And this week, they're three point underdogs against the Bengals. That doesn't make sense to me. So we're, there's miss, we're missing some points here. I'm going to take advantage. You guys should too. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned Survivor. Uh, I survived. I scraped by with KC. Worrisome fourth quarter, to say the least. Looking great in the first quarter. 17 nothing. Like, let's party. You know, we got Deadpool in the house. We got Wolverine in the house. Uh, Blake Lively, uh, obviously Taylor Swift. We got Brett Sescon and Krista in the house. Major celebrities. All right. You um, rent boss and K-pop to keep the celebrity realm going. Shout out to our boy, the rent boss. Birthday uh, too. Birthday week. Yeah, yeah. Birthday. Also, Yo, there was look who's talkers everywhere. We're going to talk about those Jets game, but like I said, Funzo at Soldier, yeah. T Mac, and a whole bunch of others at the Ralph. Um, weird weird so, game at Soldier Field too. Fucking yeah. another huge lead, and somehow the Broncos come back. That uh, that strip sack uh, touchdown obviously was was a big difference. Love to find out from from uh, Christian how that game was for Bears fans. That probably that one probably hurt more than any any other one this year. Um, yeah, so you didn't really scrape by. I I thought KC had the game in check. I, I wish I could have said that, but no. Well, uh, it was 2020 Zach, and they punted. Yeah, and, like, Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson doesn't fumble. Like you got, they should have just ran the ball. They talk, commentators talk about Zach Wilson at the combine. Like it was a national playoff semifinal. Like they, they use the combine. Like it was a real game. Like he yeah. did something tangible that you can execute. Like Trevor Lawrence, maybe that title run game against Bama. Like everybody, <laughs> I, was so choked out on, I guess, the Kelsey and Swifty stuff that the Zach Wilson praise was just, like, digging into my side. Like, the guy had the fumble. He missed two touchdowns. You're right, they could have and probably should have, but Casey held serve. I, I wasn't really – I had him for one, so I also narrowly survived with you. Huckster survived with the Niners, as did most of the world. Yep. You had to be a really bad survivor player to not survive this week. Big Even Philly, Philly yep. field goal. Ron Rivera, what are you doing? Go for what? two, bro. 
what he, he said his offense was tired. It's one play. It's a 70% chance of success to get the two point conversion. Now, mind you, that's not always against the Philadelphia defensive line, which are monsters. So maybe slightly less than 70%, call it 60% success rate on that two point conversion. But if your offense is gassed, what are you going to do in overtime? Like you're the road team, you're the heavy underdog uh, on an even, an even extra period. You know, what are you, a 45, 40% chance to win? Uh, I, you can't call a riverboat Ron anymore. You cannot. Um, I think this is, no matter what, I think Ron Rivera is on a clock here because Eric Bienemy's Eric offense is looking really good, and Ron Rivera's defense is not. So, you know, the head coach, his specialty is defense. It's their, wor- it's their worst side of the ball by, by far right now. And their offense is top top ten in the league, and with Sam Howell as as quarterback, so Eric, they're on a clock here. All right, this new owner understands he's got the Kansas City offensive genius, or like a share of it. I'm not taking anything away away from Andy Reid, but yeah, they're not gonna, they're not going to let Bienemy go head coach somewhere else. He'll be the head coach of the Washington somethings in the years coming forward. Hey yo. Uh... They want the Redskins back. There's a native lobby. I saw that. That's, and then I got down a rabbit hole of native history being, you know, the National Truth and Reconciliation Day. That was this week, last past weekend. Happy um, Truth and Re- Reconciliation Day, everybody. Um, they want it back. Okay. The Redskins, <laughs> if that hits mainstream and the anti-woke movement gets it, that might come back. I read the same thing as you. And the new owner, Josh Harris, I think his name is. He okay, did he down. say something? He shut it down. Yeah. Okay. He said, okay. we're not doing that. He just said, we're not going backward. As in, you know, it's just a whole debate. I don't even want to be a part of anymore. Like, yes. I purchased post-debate this asset. Yeah. I think that, was, that was probably clear in the writing. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Sure. I'm not saying he I, it doesn't sound like he didn't say anything about being married to the commander's name. Correct. But they ain't going back. <clears throat> so how about that? I predicted, predicted it was, it was, the writing was on the wall. Anybody could have saw that the Bills Dolphins was the 1 p.m. Super Bowl of the year. Yeah. No wind, 25 degrees, people getting sunburnt at 1130 with WGRZ news roaming the planet. What a scene. Everybody who went, good for you, man. You made the time and you were part of, I'm calling it the 1 p.m. Super Bowl at the Ralph. And both teams came away with with great knowledge and understanding of who they are and how they will proceed the rest of the year. Very exciting. I said this last week, and I don't always say smart stuff, but sometimes I do. I said <laughs> if you like the Bills to win the Super Bowl, you got to. And if you like the, if you think they're going to beat Miami, uh, take the futures bet right now before they beat Miami, because it went from plus nine hundred to plus six fifty. Whereas the Dolphins, if you thought the Dolphins were going to win, do the same thing. I thought the Bills were going to win. Um, so anyway, I got them on, on, I got on them, plus 900. And my first Super Bowl future of the year. Ooh. And now they're plus 650. And good God, I just think this team and this quarterback ain't taking it anymore. As in, like, we, our window is not closed. In fact, this is the most open it's ever been. We got Vaughn Miller not even back yet, so he's going to be healthy for our playoff run. Hopefully, fingers crossed. And they got that defense. Like I, Sean McDermott's 
got that defense playing the way he had the Carolina Panthers defense playing when he was defensive coordinator there. Or, uh, you know, they didn't change personnel too much, but they are just a little more aggressive, and I like it. Uh, still, I thought their play calling against Miami was the best I've seen all, all year because they're not running on first down as much. And uh, I just think this Bills team wants that ring, and it's a hunger that's going to be hard to match by any team in the league. So, and if you get, if you, if the bills can get there, if they can beat the chiefs, because as we're talking, we're talking to Palmy, coach Palmy, this AFC is not as vaunted as it was uh, before the season. It's there's not that many juggernauts in the way. So make the playoffs, ideally win the division, but make the playoffs. And now you got to go through Kansas city because it doesn't look like since he's going to be at least, they might be there, but they're not as anyway. Get through Kansas City and Miami, and now it's okay. Most likely, Eagles or Niners, and we got the better quarterback, and the teams are pretty even. So, I love our chances this year. I've never been more excited as a Bills fan <laughs> in my entire life, and this is even more than a couple years ago because I was still a little more scared of Mahomes back then. You sounded like a desperate U.S. Ryder Cup captain looking for a path to victory. There is on one. the Sunday when all you saw on the board was opposing blue, not Buffalo blue. Hey, I didn't, so got- I didn't bet Buffalo at all last week. I was terrified. All right. <laughs> but I was happily surprised with, uh, with our shit kicking. It was great. It was, uh, it was awesome. And we'll talk about the dolphins a little bit later. Uh, the bills in uh, London, like you said, hopping over to pond. Yeah. Take over the London Jaguars. Shot yep. Khan and the crew. Yeah, a lot of sharp money was on uh, Atlanta last week uh, facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, and this dear. is what I wanted to talk about quickly. So we'll just go into our this season's first truth of the week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. As the public gets much more involved in sports gambling, uh, there's a lot of more sharp podcasts, just a lot of professional, or at least people who think they're professional gamblers talking about gambling and even professional gamblers just getting drunk on their own sauce. I don't know what's going on. Okay. But people are pick, picking bad teams to beat good teams because of line value. And I want to talk about this just for a sec. Um, <clears throat> line value, like, so one of the smartest guys in, in the in the world for sports betting a couple weeks ago is just drunk in his own sauce right now. Fezzik. Week two, his five-star bet was the Bears over the Buccaneers because of line value, because it was, you know, they were getting them at three and three and a half. And the opening line and their list charts were saying one and a half and two. But you got to ask yourself, all right, on a neutral field at recess, like who's winning the game? All right, and this is what I we were talking to the big dog, big Falcons fan. All right. Last week I put it on the pod Jaguars bronze pick, because in my mind, these two teams are pretty even except for the quarterbacks and London may as well be a recess field. St. Elizabeth Seton. All right. Who's got Trevor Lawrence. Who's got Desmond Ritter. The teams are pretty even. Give me Trevor's team, especially if it's by just a field goal. So just remember, ask yourself which team would win at recess. AK that recess is just another name for neutral field. All right. Who's a better football team at, at, at scoring points and stopping the other team from scoring points? And then the excuses you're making to talk yourself out of picking that team 
uh, especially by anything less than a touchdown, they better be good. Because if you're just showing me some stats, uh, especially like, oh, this team has played this team well over the last 20 years, that's five different coaches and seven different quarterbacks. It just doesn't matter. The, the teams and the coaches have interchanged too much where your stats are based on like that team versus that team or this team versus that division. Um, you got to ask yourself, what stats are you looking at? All right. Because I, like any, for instance, any stats that of the Patriots, you have to separate the Brady era and the non Brady era because they don't, they don't corroborate. All right. I don't care how the Patriots did uh, with Tom Brady and Randy Moss going up against the AFC South. Uh, compared to the Bills Patriots post Brady against the AFC South. It's like those college stats, you know, uh, Clemson 14 and four all time versus Georgia Tech last meeting, 1936. Right, right. <laughs> what, what are we talking about here? So just uh, line value is good. With the rushing touchdown, you know, the stuff like that. Line value is good. I got, a, I got a couple picks this week where it's yeah. Okay. There might be some line value because the, the line moved from four and a half to three and a half or five and a half to four and a half, but gun to your head, who's winning this game. And then, okay. Most likely to be by more than three and a half to four points. So I remember learning point spread from my pops in the newspaper in the Toronto star. And we used to just with a pen pick, do picks on point spread. And when he was first teaching me how to do it, I'm like, Dad, I just, I, I'm, I'm just going to pick the teams that I think are going to win. He's like, buddy, 85% of the time, that works. And you got to remember that, all right? 85% of the time, the team that's going to win is going to cover. So especially with anything less than a touchdown. Watch out for line value. Ask yourself who's going to win at recess. You're going to do better than, you, than just uh, overanalyzing line, line value and a little too much stats. Trevor Lawrence was always going to beat Desmond Ritter with two even teams. All right, that's uh, that's got, a truth. Uh, yo, I got a truth of the week rebuttal, bro. Love it. Hashtag make your own lines. Yes, three six five the Green Devil alternate props, and then go find your alternate spread by your heart's desire. Twenty one points either side of the posted number, and when. Travis or when uh, Kelsey Swifty fuck when Mahomes jumped out at the one. Yep. And we slid at the one in the spread, which I didn't have. I had it on my pick six. Yeah. You had on the pick six tough beat, but the illumination of what you just said about, we've been talking about all the noise. It's beyond noise. Now it's become commonplace. It's getting jiggy with it. It's, it's, it's culture. It's there. It's the coffee. It's the cigarette. It's the bet you made. You understand? What I'm trying to say is that you have to make your own lines because they know that at any point, anybody could be and will be wagering on that number. The Sunday night game with in the stands, whatever the game may be, it's too much. And us... I'm going to say me as a semi-pro throwing around some big money. I'm done with it. I'm d- I didn't lose a cent. And, and it, it, when he jogged out, I was like, oh, my God, how many people lost on Kelsey anytime touchdown? What an inflated number that was knowing that everybody would be rooting for him to score a touchdown. 
Minus right? one, minus one forty for whatever it was. Touchdowns. It could have been tough. minus three hundred. People were going to take it. It's a lot. Yeah, we got to watch the juice for for all that stuff. It's there's just it's too much excess, and the right number is almost impossible to find. So, I'm switching to another hashtag. You ready, my boy Charlie Sheen? Hashtag winning. We're going to winning football games. I am done putting big money on spreads because everybody's aware. Every player, every coach, every fan, every line maker, every sports book, it's just become, in my mind, too much. Okay. So we're just going to go with men in a room who want it more. That's the bet. Throw in a little bit of weather. That's my backup. What's the weather like? Okay. So let me decodify this. If I can, we're still decoding. Okay, still no, decoding. No. So Too many Swifties. <laughs> it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Okay, I've been saying this shit for a long time. No, I know. Once you once you include everybody, whatever that is is no longer special and important. Okay. 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 Let it. me try. Let me attempt this. So because because uh, everybody's sports gambling now, including Swift Taylor Swift fans, and everybody knows about the point spread. Uh, you're going money lines only, correct? You're just sick correct. of spread. Sick also, of you spread. told you told people on Bet365 that you can p- basically pick your own spread. And one thing I want to do is watch out for the juice because that can go from minus 110 to minus 140 to minus 170 very quick. And you just moved up two and a half points to get it like, you know, from three to four and a half or five to seven and a half. Either way. So Weird Mike is going heavy on money lines, staying away from point spreads so you don't get screwed like that. And what I was saying with the spread, with uh, with the truth of the week was, um, it's okay to still pick spreads, but just remember that watch out for line value and focus more on who's going to win the game. And then a couple extra points usually doesn't matter. If they win the game, they usually cover, especially for small spreads. So that and that being said, let's move on. Um, Bills are at Jacksonville. Jacks played in London. They're staying in London. So that's a, at an 11 day road trip, uh, basically staying in London. And then they got the bills coming in fresh off a nice win over the Miami dolphins, possibly with Vaughn Miller coming back to play his first game of the season against Jacksonville. Vaughn said on his social media, bet on me to play in London. I feel like it's a real asshole move if he doesn't, because I feel like that might be something you can actually bet on. Um, yeah, we, uh, we we all saw Daniel Jones. I said this a couple weeks ago in kind of a truth of the week without the music. Uh, the Giants still need a quarterback. And I think they realized it week two. And if they didn't, they realized it week four. All right. That is not an, uh, that's not anywhere close to an above average NFL quarterback. So you, you're just going to settle in with having the worst quarterback in your division and probably the, bottom five quarterback in your conference for the length of that contract. I don't buy it. I think the giants are in a real transition year. I was the only one high on them last year and I couldn't be lower on them right now. Uh, They are in my bottom four teams and Daniel Jones just can't produce points. Sorry, giants fans. Sorry, dad. It's going to be a tough year for you. Uh, The chargers come away with a win over the Raiders. Again, Jimmy G I'm not, I'm not trying to knock a guy who's down, but he doesn't play full seasons. 
We said that Jimmy G would not finish this season at all. I didn't know he'd stop week three or four. He might be back this week. He might not. Monday night game for the Raiders against the Packers. I'd say stay away till you know who's playing quarterback. So the Chargers, how long are they going to waste one of the most talented quarterbacks in the world? Because I am so high on Justin Herbert right now. Again, they almost beat Miami and Herbert played almost perfect. Like they, he, Herbert's played pretty fantastic all season. He has nothing really to do with these losses. So the defensive specialist coach they have, obviously weird, Mike, not, not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. I like analytics. I'd love go. I do like going for it on fourth down more than punting. I wish, uh, I wish my Steelers would do that more. I can't believe there's some teams that actually just, oh, the, the LA Rams last week on Monday night football against the Bengals. They had a bunch of fourth and twos, fourth and ones from their own 40. Go for it, bro. Go for it. Either way, uh, this coach has got to go. He's not going to get Justin Herbert to the promised land. I I think the Chargers are right on the cusp of being that one of those elite teams, and I'm higher on them than, than most people probably. They're in my top seven teams in the league. And if they can just figure it out, they got great pieces. It's like a it's like a restaurant with fantastic food and a, just a horrible chef. Uh, you're getting, you know, you got Kobe steaks. You got Italian uh, risotto. Uh, uh, and, you know, you're serving it all in some sort of like cereal. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, Chargers need a new coach. The sooner they can figure it out, the better. Sean Payton wanted to go there. Widely reported. But they didn't want to get, they, they, they're married to Staley. So he didn't like Russ, but he loves the Denver Broncos organization. They're, they have a huge fan base. People don't realize the Broncos own like maybe a fifth of, the, of, of America as far as a fan base because there's nothing surrounding Colorado, no other NFL teams. All right. So the Broncos are a huge fan base, but Peyton did not like the quarterback. Didn't like how long they were married to him at 50 and $60 million a year. And basically only signed on the dotted line, apparently, because he said, I want the ability to cut Russ if I want to, because I ain't doing this for five, six years. Ooh. So anyway, I think the Chargers need to just cut bait. But if they keep winning, because Herbert's going to help them keep winning, this coach is just going to hold on for dear life. But they won't be able to get to the next level until they get rid of him. High on the Chargers. Hate their coach. Just like Weird Mike. <laughs> I told you that headbutt's coming. I don't know. Um, I, I just can't wait. I'll be the most vindicated sportscaster. In the, I mean, I'll, I'll throw my name in that sportscaster hat. I'll get the air quotes going, folks. Relax. Okay. I put myself <laughs> air quotes up. But when that day comes, I, I, I'll be praising the high heavens. So... I'm excited for that. All right. Let's talk a little Survivor, and let's get into our picks. What's to uh, talk about, bro? Is two, two choices on the map. If you've selected either of them, you were extremely risky. There's Detroit and Miami, both 10, 11-point faves at home. Who's uh, the bigger duck? Who's the bigger okay, duck, some, Panthers or Giants? Some people are just basically picking against the Bears. I've seen that online, so... The, the the tonight's game we're recording here on Thursday morning because of my travel schedule. So sorry if it's coming out late, folks. It's my fault, not anybody else's. Uh, but tonight's game, there you know, there's some people picking the commanders. I think it's a nice stay away game. So this is my official stay away game. 
obviously where Mike agrees. He said there was only two teams. So the commanders are facing the bears in Washington commanders coming off an overtime heartbreaking loss against their division rival Eagles and the bears have had some extra time. So I think, um, I think if the Washington had won against Philly, they'd be far less appealing. I think they're extremely hungry tonight. And I've already taken them on two. I don't think I would. Maybe one. Definitely not my high roller. But I think the commanders are... I just... I just think their defense has some fucking holes. Like, yeah. Name you know who's some- not going to find them? You know who's not going to find them? Eberflux or fucking <laughs> Eberfug or whatever the frig his name is. Apparently co- possibly coaching for his job tonight. They go own five. Yeah. So you know who doesn't want them? The rest of the room. Okay. <laughs> the puppet master only works when the people pulling it want it. You understand? So you I can get a public him. hanging. Tonight for that coach, he's really the issue. In week four and five, I'm just trying to be careful of picking against desperate, desperate teams because that hunger is hard to match energy-wise. You got the 0-4, 0-4 Bears going up against the Commanders. Okay, and then this this next game, you got the 0-4 Carolina Panthers rolling into Detroit. Detroit a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. Is Detroit being overvalued here? I believe so. Are they going to win the game? Probably. So, but this is this is not the line value recess thing. When we get over a touchdown, now you have to start thinking about the points. Um, so I'm not taking Carolina. Detroit could roll them. I think Detroit wins the game, but that, that is too many points for me. But for survivor-wise, I think it's a it's an okay pick. I think Miami's the better pick. I don't look too far ahead. I agree. Next week's a little bit fucked up, but not fucked up enough where I'm not taking, I think, the best pick of the week, which is Miami. Miami has Carolina next week. I know. I saw that. So you could take Detroit this week and then Miami next week, just pick against Carolina twice. Yeah. However, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff, everybody. Yeah. Go team. <laughs> okay. Come on now. Don't be cute early. Don't be stupid late. And for the record, we're in the middle of neither of those <laughs> statements as I've made, which right. is low-key my favorite time to be in part of any statement but i think that i said earlier with the bills 1 p.m super bowl that both teams learned what they needed to learn i think people are just too angry with this miami d right now i think they're gonna answer the bell they're gonna need a takeaway they're gonna need a spirit boost because you're right they're not gonna be able to score 70 points 50 points 40 points middle of December road, playoff game, uh, whatever the case may be. Monsoon season, South Florida, mid-Jan. A lot of variables that could slow an offense. So I think there's some inflection here on the Miami D, which has got some playmakers. And I think they're going to pick Danny Dimes' pocket a couple of times. And I think that's the easy play. Remember now, Giants, they're, they had one good half of football. Yeah. That's it. That's they it. Just, the whole no, season. They got no identity on offense. Now, obviously, Saquon not being there has hurt their identity because he was kind of half of their offense last year. He's questionable. Saquon doesn't play. I'm 100% taking Miami. 100%. If Saquon does play, I will contemplate Detroit. Those will be my two picks. I mean, I know it's the chalk, but it's too early to, to get to, to get cute. I got cute in week three because I love the Seahawks. I wasn't trying to be contrarian i just love them to win but uh if saquon plays 
there's a there's a heartbeat on that offense. If Saquon does not play, Daniel Jones does not have a guy. He's throwing two passes to Wendell Robinson, one to Hyatt, one to Shepard, one to Slayton. It's like they got 10 receivers and none of them are none of them are a one or a one A. And Darren Waller is just getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah. He's uh he's on the fast track back on the party scene. Let me tell you with Danny Dimes. <laughs> Danny's gonna need to slang some real dimes to stick around in the league, if you know what I mean. And I just I think- look out my window and see a couple of dimes being slanged here on Lundy's <laughs> Lane, if you know what I mean. Um I think that Anyway, sorry for I, I, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, as soon as you sorry, said some, my my attraction is diverse here. It's a bit of a scene out here. So yeah, I, I, I got a great I got a great little Niagara story for you, quick, and then we'll do our picks. We were at Craig Waits's bachelor party. All right, this is in Niagara Falls. We had an Airbnb, kind of like literally a block from downtown, maybe half a block from downtown. And our boy Zach bought like, I don't know, 500 bucks of fireworks. And everyone had a crazy Roman candle fight at like two, three in the morning when we came back from the club. And it's already like going crazy. And then Zach goes to the end of the street to fire off like the biggest firework that he bought, not a Roman candle, out of his hands. And right as it goes, right as he's about, he lights it. And it's a long wick, maybe like 15 seconds. We're all watching from the porch and it's lit. There's nothing he can do. And a fucking black and white cop just literally pulls up to the corner and turns towards like turns towards us. And Zach looks at the cop. It's lit. And he's just like, nothing I can do. And he just aims it into the sky and holds it. (laughs) And the cop just drives by, looks at him. Zach's got no shirt on. I think he's got some barbecue sauce underneath his eyes. <laughs> this is like 12 of us just firing up on the porch. And the cop just gives him a nod like, well, at least you aimed it in the sky <laughs> and drove off. Didn't want to fucking didn't even fucking care. And we all celebrate, like just run around like banshees because apparently the doctor can do that with the cops. But it was fucking crazy. Wicks lit cop cops 20 feet away. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So, uh, Mike, who or Hawk Daddy first? Who are you taking? Survivor. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Lions at this point. Detroit. Weird, Mike. I know you're not going to tell us for sure. Plus, you got six entries. But who are you leaning towards? Uh, you got two got on Washington w- already. Uh, a couple of wasted on Washington week one okay. against Arizona. Uh, I'll most likely be taking Miami with my high roller. Okay. Because. Even if my handicap of Miami D not showing up, I don't think Danny Dimes is gonna outtrack Tua. Yeah, it's just and I know there's some urgency now that the, the Dolphins are behind one game to the Bills. Like you don't want to fall out of touch. It's a long season, but you want to keep everything like like uh, like I said, learn, not important in the standings, but important for the season. And I think that important starts with the Giants team, who once again will have a dominant home field. Not on home field, but those New York Snowbirds, they're salty. <laughs> They'll be there at pro player or whatever the fuck they call it. I've read this before and I've heard this before, and this is just what's sticking in my mind right now But the Giants, then we'll move on. When you pay the wrong guy, mm. when you pay mm. the wrong guy in a dressing room, 
that can chop up that dressing room. I, I bet I, I have no idea whether he's likable or li- not likable in that dressing room. I don't know. But I'm telling you, you know, when Saquon's fighting for an extra $900,000 and he was 70% of their offense last year and they don't have it because they just spent $175 million on a quarterback they probably want to get rid of. That, that's a feeling in that locker room that you can't just, you can't just gloss over. Everybody knows it. And uh, the coach probably isn't even denying it. So anyway, Saquon plays. I'm going to question. I might go Lions with Huck. If Saquon doesn't play, I'm 100% going with Miami. All right. On to our picks. Giddy up. We are 15, 8, and 1. I'm holding on to honors this week. And uh, let's have some fun. You picks. You. All right, we're four weeks into the season. We have not had a week below 500 yet. So if you've been following along, you picks, you've had a profitable week, or sorry, a profitable season so far, and you haven't lost any money. We went three and three, five, oh, and one, three and three, and four and two. Here we go. Our gold pick. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers minus three and a half facing the Dallas Cowboys. All right, if Dallas doesn't shit kick the Patriots last week, uh, I feel like this spread's a little bit different. Possibly four and a half, five, maybe four and a half, at least five. Look, the Niners are going to win this game. Uh, They're just, they're rolling. They're totally healthy. And I just think the play calling matchup between the two teams is, is a mismatch. With Christian McCaffrey, uh, this 49ers offense is a different beast. This used to be a team uh, that, as Weird Mike used to say, that was men that beat up boys. All right, and they're still a team of men. But now they got the best running back on the planet and an offensive coordinator, a.k.a. their head their head coach, who knows how to use them in the receiving game, uh, in the running game, and it just frees up Ayuk, Kittle, Look, it's not often the 49ers are this healthy, but they are. And that's why they've looked so good. All of their weapons are healthy. Trent Williams is healthy. Their defense is healthy. So I think the Niners are... I think the Cowboys are going to have a real problem scoring against the Niners, and I don't think the Niners are going to have a problem scoring against the Cowboys. So, definitely an impressive win for the Cowboys last year, but we've got to go on the sharp side here and just pick against the team that just blew it, blew out... Uh, the Patriots for everyone to see in the middle of the day last Sunday. So we're going to go with the Niners. I think they win by a touchdown. Uh, call it 28 or 27-20. Niners win. Well on their way to uh, much more this season from the San Francisco 49ers. All right, my number two pick, silver pick. We are going with the Cincinnati Bengals. Minus three at the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. The Bengals screwed me last week. Yep. I'm picking them again. All right. This is a must win for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's this the spread beautiful. Minus three. All right. This is a team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago. A team that's roughly preseason thought to be one of the final best four teams in the league. Best five at least. Sure. So because Arizona's looks so good and it's not Fugazi. All right. Josh Dobbs can play. He can run. Uh, they have a they got a good running attack and uh, you know their defense plays spirited football so that's fine they can lose by six all right Bengals are going to be careful uh, their pass rush is going to bother Josh Dobbs and Dobbs is going to run then Bengals aren't going to shit kick him but the Bengals are going to make sure and Joe Burrow 
is going to just laugh at everybody who wrote him off a couple weeks ago. He claims that his ankles feels great. He's off the injury report. He's playing. So it's the healthiest he's been since week one. And I'll take a healthy Bengals team to beat a healthy Arizona team. Uh, my bye by three points. No problem in an absolute must-win game for the Bengals. If the Bengals were 4-0 rolling in to play these Cardinals, probably doesn't make my list, but this is a must-win. A playoff game for Joe Burrow. Check his playoff record. College and college and pro does pretty good. All right, our number three pick. I'm going back to my boys. My boys at the Three Rivers. We're taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus four as a home dog to the Baltimore Ravens that they know so well. All right, the Ravens are still a little banged up. And I just think this Pittsburgh defense is going to make life really tough on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And Matt Canada, I still hate him as an offensive coordinator. Najee Harris, I think Alabama got the best of him. However, the Steelers offense still has some weapons and they're going to use them like they did in that Raiders game. And that'll be enough. All right. Steelers win this game outright by a field goal in a classic Ravens Steelers matchup. We're going with 1916 Steelers. All right. With two turnovers and one defensive touchdown by that Pittsburgh Steelers D, which is great at home, especially coming off the most embarrassing loss the Steelers have had in a couple of years. Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers bounce back, especially at home, especially against the offense they know really well. Familiarity, very key with the Steelers. All right. They don't do great against NFC, uh, you know, or just teams they don't play a lot. Familiarity, Mike Tomlin's good with that. I'll take the Steelers to win outright. Plus four, sure. All right, number four. Yeah, I got to do it. This is just too good of a spot. I'm taking the Denver Broncos minus one and a half at home to the New York Jets. Yes, it's the Broncos. Yes, they let up 70 points two weeks ago, but that was the Miami Dolphins, not Zach Wilson's Jets. <laughs> as uh, as Weird Mike he loves to use these types of analogies, the Jets blew their load last Sunday night. All right. And they missed. <laughs> they were going for the titties and they hit the, the motel bed. Uh, the bag's empty. All right. Uh, they almost beat the world champs, and this is a classic letdown game. It's they're gonna walk into this game feeling like, all right, we just lost by you know three to the Chiefs. Should have been ten, but uh, oh, you know, worst defense in the league. We're just gonna run the ball down their throat. I think Sean Payton's gonna open up this offense, and Russ found something a little bit against the Bears last week, and I think they're gonna roll on that momentum. And are they really gonna just lose all of their home games? All right. If you're the Broncos, you got to circle this one. This is a home game you got to win against Zach Wilson's Jets. So it's traditionally very hard to win in Denver. The altitude, great home fans, and you're just in the middle of nowhere. You're in Colorado. I'll take the Broncos at a cheap number, minus one and a half against the Jets. Number five, I'm taking this. The Kansas City Chiefs minus four and a half at the Minnesota Vikings. This goes back to my truth of the week. Line value, schmine value. All right. The Chiefs are going to win this game at recess. And let me tell you, the Vikings fans, probably not the most hostile environment because they want they want to move on. It's time for the Kirk Cousins era to be over. They know it. Whether they whether they make the playoffs this year or don't, he's obviously not the one who's going to take him to the Super Bowl. Nice guy, looks good in chains, and he does like that. But he's not going to like losing by over a touchdown this week to the Chiefs. I think Mahomes has probably one bad game every 10. 
And unfortunately for the Vikings, he had that last week, and they still won. I think Mahomes comes back with a vengeance, throws four touchdowns against the Vikings defense that's giving everyone four touchdowns. So, yep, the Vikings offense can move the ball, but not nearly as well as the Chiefs. They got great weapons, and they're all healthy. We got Chris Jones back on defense. Let's go. Chiefs win by over a touchdown again. Who's going to win a recess? The Chiefs will every time. 10 out of 10 times. All right. And number six, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills at minus five and a half. Here's why. A, I think they're the like, top two teams in the league right now. So I'm taking them over pretty much a lot of teams by five and a half. Jags look good last week. I'm high on the Jags. However... And this is this is part of the human experience. I like to do a little this more than stats. All right. We've all been on long road trips. We've all been on long road trips that started with a bang. All right. Jacksonville flew into London. Beat up on the Falcons. Had a party somewhere downtown London. Had a great time. And now they wait. It's like going to Vegas for a planned four-day trip or Niagara Falls for a three-day trip. And then someone hits it big at the tables and he's like, hey, you know what? Let's just stay another week. It all sounds great when that happens on Saturday night or Sunday night. But let me tell you, by your third golf game on Friday, you're fucking tired and you're not playing that good. And you could be staying at the Fairmont Hotel with five-star service. But you miss some kids' school shit. Wife's a little pissed off at you. The food ain't what, what, it, what it normally is, and you're out of your routine. And no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing in the world, I travel a lot. Huck tra- we all travel a lot on this show. You're tired. No matter how good the situation is, no matter what. So I just feel like you, you have this big party, a.k.a. this big game. And now you got to wait in London on this long road trip to play the Buffalo Bills rolling in on a business trip, possibly with Vaughn Miller coming back. I don't think the Bills will look better. I think the Jags will be tired. And that's my handicap. Bills win by a touchdown. You! How about that, Hugh? 15, 8, and 1, yeah? 15, 8, and 1. All right. Maybe I'll continue not liking your picks and you'll slide up those rankings a bit further. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's go. Loving the uh, Niagara to London comparison, by the way, on a small scale. May I remind you, the Jags are not slumming it at the CAA Motel. No, they are on Shad Khan's dollar. I think, what, the 26th richest man in the world or something like that? Some stupid number like that? Sure. Um, I get the business idea on the Bills. I I do like the Bills. I thought the Jags was more of a lame duck from the Falcons than them really. Everybody was talking about the Jags on a get-right game. Like, no, no, the the Falcons just weren't about it. They ain't right. They didn't really get right. So I, I like that pick a lot. I thought about it as my organic over, which is coming up shortly. Uh, my favorite play is your Denver. It's minus two, by the way. It's gone um, up. Uh, the even from start of the episode, it was one and a half. She's climbing. That'll be at a three. Uh, ain't no Jets fans climbing in at the Rockies to watch Zach Wilson. How about yeah. this, though? Zach Wilson's a, a Mormon uh, BYU fuck. He might have a little advantage in that elevation more than we think. Not that everybody around him's rooting for him he's not the uh, maximus type figure that rallies full support but just a nugget i can't believe it's a pick 'em denver was on the mat there there was over. if they came back on four and an embarrassing loss to the bears also winless team um there was some real like throw in the towel like regroup get right for next year cuz it's going to take more than this season to get back to the top 
but they got off the mat. That was more than a standing eight count. Like they were down. So I see this as almost like a, a rally cry for them and the whole home loss. I'm getting down on Denver. How about this? Maybe even a backdoor survivor. Whoa. 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 You, you be careful there. They gave up seven Whoa, yo, if weeks I, ago. If, if I lose on high roller on Detroit, I'm going to fucking be angry with myself for a fucking long time, Hugh. Okay. Yeah, well, Just if the, you way you, on- the way you laid it out. I don't know, man. I see. Uh, I see the exact same as when the Jets beat the Bills on the on the primetime game, except they didn't beat them this time, and the situation is very similar. Dallas hung a number on the Jets. Yeah, the week after, right? Um, and I hate the Cincy pick. Not gonna lie, I think it's worse than we think. I don't think it's the demise yet. I just don't like the pick. Uh, who's starting for the Steelers? You want to uh, clarify for me, Jeffrey? Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it, no, it could be Mitch Trubisky. I just don't Mitch care. Mitch Trubisky, I not like- Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Mitch the bitch returns. If it's Yo, Mitch that's or feisty. Pickett, I don't care. This is about the Steelers defense and Tomlin for me. Uh, I mean, that that's why the number's four and not two and a half or three because Vegas is just like, hey, it might be Mitch Trubisky. And in my mind, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, no. See, that's way better for a Steelers bet. If it was a lame duck, Kenny, Baltimore would probably make it a much worse. Now you got a hungry Mitch who's got a chance to take the reins back, right? Like, I, I like that a lot now. I, I've heard some handicappers say that. And as a guy who's also taking the Steelers, I just, when I was listening on, on my road trip here, I was like, I don't care. I mean, I don't often say that. I, I always care who the quarterback is. But in this particular situation, the difference between Pickett and Trubisky right now isn't that much. And this is about the Steelers team and their defense specifically. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I stand on those picks. The right, gold, who you got? The gold, I got me. I got my organic over off your gold. All right. Weird pick starts. That's how we're going to shake it up, folks. We're starting with the over. Organically came via my good friend and co-host and travel mate. Handicap of the gold pick. Sunday night football game. Over 44 and a half. Dallas San Fran. You're right. They're not a world beaters, Dallas. But they still scored 38 points against a Belichick defense. Yep. In their mind. They're not doormats. You got San Fran healthy. Don't want to fuck around with a bitter rival, playoff rival, playoff beef. 24-21 gets me there to the over. I don't even got to hope somebody has a great game or something stupid. That's yeah, that, my, is, that, that is a low number. I like that. That's a low number. What's up with that? I don't know. So I like that a lot. Um, as long as Dak doesn't throw up like, you know, a couple of red zone picks, that's really the only thing I could see derailing this from an over. So love the over Sunday night football smash pick the original weird Mike Huckster stand up, buddy. The Tennessee Titans minus two and a half. Get the Titan smash at the Indianapolis Colts. Two things on this big play. It's a whale play here. I'm a nut down. I got real down last week on a couple heavy faves and I'm gonna do it again. Colts 23, nothing dead. Come back. Back, almost win, full overtime played, back broken. They already got two wins. Not like they're starving and hovering around their first. It's true. Two and three. Um, 
full quarter overtime, hard pressure game, left it all out there to the last snap. Tennessee, exact opposite, cruise control, fourth quarter. Weird Mike taking his stamp back on the division. Everybody giving this division to everybody else. Tennessee had one pick six. That's it. That's all that separated them from that division title last year. You tell them, Huck. Okay, I'm talking, I'm, I'm thinking the same kind of game coming here. Another 27-10. Give me back what's still really ours. People just kind of nibbling at this South. Now the Texans, couple wins. Anthony Richardson's a wild card. Fuck that. Weird Mike and the original Weird Mike get down in the Circle City. Titan smash, two and a half. The King roams against a... Hey, they're game, but but they're 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 slow. They're beat up right now. All right, big smash, and sprinkle on my possible survivor pick. The Miami Dolphins will have this game in check the entire way, and if they don't, our beloved Danny Dimes will do what he has done so many times before, and cough it up in some way, shape, or form. The Miami Dolphins get a comfortable win in South Beach with a little bit of quarter pole urgency. Minus 11. Biggest number of the year for me. Maybe that's what I need. I'll tell you, Brian Dable ain't liking what he's seeing. He's rolling up and down like he's at the second week of training camp. But it's the third week and it's Monday Night Football and everybody's watching you, Brian. Everybody. Okay, I'll tell you what might ruin this spread. My boy T-Mobile coming in after Danny. Imagine, imagine. Yo, that's that's the wild card. That's the T-Mobile on here. Wow, I, I really do see that happening. Like oh, you know, he just sprains an ankle on on a run. They're down seventeen, and he just and T-Mobile comes back for the backdoor cover. Hey, yeah, but let me tell you, he's covered at Dolphin Stadium before as a Bills. He ain't no stranger, and he knows the but, spread too. He knows how to be. He knows how to be a man of the people, Tyrod. Right? That's why you stick around so long. And it's not be a long time before everybody else in the giant locker room realizes that he's a hundred times better than Danny Dimes. <laughs> so that's also the other. But I like it. Assuming Danny Dimes does his thing, let's go, baby. Dolphins, Titans over Sunday Night Football. Weird Mike from the Falls. Talk about it. All right, I'm just going to read out our the top 10 here in Look Who's Talking Pick 6 Team LTD standings. We got two tied for the lead with nine, 19 and 5. Wow. Brian Hiller from out in BC, my HOC brother. We got Buffalo Mark tied with him at 19-5. Agent James Duhamel, Dewey, 18 and 6. Shout out 10-10-10. Happy birthday coming up, buddy. We got McGarry, 16, uh, 17 and 7. Our boy, Jeff McGarry. We got Bedford, 17 and 7. We got someone named Parlay, babe. Want to meet you one day. 16 and 8. Huck Media, 16 and 8. Hewlett, 16 and 8. Joe Meaford, 16 and 8. By the way, I cannot win our, our prizes. Uh, Kinger, from um, our boy from the Leafs and Argos, 16 and 8. Alex Harris, 16 and 8. Matty J. Harris, 15 and 9. Subi 15 and 9, Bluesy 15 and 9, Bray Pilon 15 and 9. That's the top 15. There we go. Again, we got some sharp, sharp look who's talkers. I'm very, very impressed. Let's uh let's go ahead and rein in that shout out list to the top five. Okay. Let's let's keep the dogs hungry. Shouting out the tell him Huck's smiling because he knows it's true. Shouting out 15 and ties. 
When what is are, this? The fucking when people are listening to the, the show, it's, it's nice Cup? to hear your, it's nice to hear your name. Like if you're oh, if I you're agree. if you're sixth and I'm and I'm reading out the top five and I'm listening to your Taylor Swift analogy for three minutes, or I got time to fucking list five more of our look who's talkers and shout them out. Thanks hey. for playing, everybody. Yes, of uh, course. We'll see you uh, in the morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna post the same game parlay for the Thursday night game. If not sure when you'll listen to this. Um, and our prop of the day is coming back. I took a week off because uh, I got snake bit two weeks in a row, but that's coming back. Ooh. And let's have a weekend, boys. I'll be in Tofino. You might remember last year I was doing some live videos, watching football on my phone while camping in Tofino. That's what I do. Uh, I like to travel, but I also love football. And because of the TSN app, I can watch it anywhere I fucking want. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. The turkey is coming up. Enjoy your holiday, some great weather, and officially, of course, steal your phone season. After the meal on Sunday, everybody's hanging over with the stuffing and the gravy. Steal your friend's phone, sign them up to look who's talking, and then politely return their phone. And everybody wins. Easy peasy. I'm doing the same game parlay parlay solely on TikTok. All right. So if you want if you want the same game parlay parlay, a.k.a. the one that wins us the house in Bowmanville, I'll be posting that on Saturday. That's because it's going to have some uh, some picks on it from our Buffalo game, which is super early in the morning. So follow us on TikTok at Hughes Talking. And yes, if please press subscribe or follow whether you're listening on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Lambo or Apple iTunes. Anything for shut the hook up. Go Titans. Yeah, buddy. Titan Smash with our boy Weird Mike. Thanks you all for listening. Thank you all for listening and have a great Thanksgiving. Circle the wagons, baby. Let's have some fun in London. Welcome back, Bond. Cheers. I'm a bad, bad man. Don't you 